guys, welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell speaking, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Pretty not bad anyways, That's good Caleb. To, it's good to, good to hear, Kyle. <laughs> Disruptor. I'm at home in your comfortable little basement here. Yeah. This coffee mug was on the table last week. It hasn't moved. No. I don't know now, whose coffee it is. <laughs> Maybe it was there yours. Was, no, it wasn't mine because I looked at it. I was like, oh, old coffee. Now it is in the same place and there is mold growing atop of the, is there? across the skin of the top of the coffee. I don't drink coffee, so, <laughs> so it wasn't me. Was it me? This is now a standoff in the house. Not my job, not my prop. <laughs> no, I didn't even notice it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, look at that. There's mold in there. I, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I believe you. Listeners, there's uh, a fuzzy <laughs> green and gray mold growing. That's the edible kind. <laughs> is so it? eat it. No. Um, that is unclean, <laughs> and you have to go outside the camp. I just made that up, Cover your mouth and say, unclean, unclean. Yeah. You haven't showered in a week, so unclean, unclean. I showered last Saturday. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, what the fuck's going on, Kyle? You have anything to tell us? I just puked picking up shit in the yard. Gross. <laughs> just puked. Picked up all the dog because shit. Because of the shit? Yeah. That's disgusting. It was so disgusting. It got like wet. It got like wet. And half it Okay, gross, man. It was disgusting. I vowed. We had a dog. His name was Noah. Very biblical name. Oh, my and throat hurts now. I puked. It might not know my throat hurts. We went to Mission Creek as a family. And I didn't want to bring the dog because our Mission dog. Mission Creek is. It's the park where people walk around. There's trails there. There's like a salmon run every year. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about, but maybe. All right, go on. Everyone in Cologne has been there. Okay, so we were going there as a family, and then my dad's like, bring the dog. And I hate my dog, okay? My dog sucked. It barked at everybody. It was like one of those. It was like Remy, but worse. <laughs> you don't like any animals, eh? They're a nuisance. I don't understand. And you have to pick up their shit. So, <laughs> By the way, uh, I just posted, reposted uh, a clip on Facebook and on the Reddit. Of what? Of Caleb killing a puppy with a rock. Oh. If you want to see how much he hates animals, check that out. It starts off with him kicking a cat physically yeah. and wondering why people are mad. It ends with him killing a puppy. So <laughs> go on. Whatever. He so, has a long track record of disdain for animals. This is why. God damn it, this interrupter. <laughs> so uh, the, the, my dad's like, bring, bring the dog. And I was like, don't bring the dog. He's a nuisance. He barks at everybody. Then they bring the dog. Then What kind of dog was it, by the way? It was a mutt, a poodle terrier something. Sounds it was, like a nice dog. No, it was a piece of shit. It was poorly trained, and it was a piece of That's shit. That's your fault. Yeah, of course. So this Whose dog was it originally? It was my dog. Was it actually your dog? <laughs> yeah. I fucking knew it. Yeah. You suck, dude. I thought you I wanted can't... a dog until I got a dog. That's every piece of shit, kid. I know. Oh, there's responsibilities involved with this? I understand. And when then your parents end up doing it, so, and then you're blaming no, I the fucking... No, I took the dog for walks all the, the fucking dog? time. No, no, no. So I didn't want to bring the dog to Mission Creek because I know he sucks around people. You're blaming this dog. It's your fault. Okay, you're annoying. Was a dog Stop it. not go Shut to the up. creek? Shut up. So we take, bring the dog. It's barking at everybody. It's very annoying. Then my dad, who my dad is a great person, a very loving, kind man. You say this every time before you say something real mean. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but he thinks that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like rules don't apply. Like he smokes fish on his deck on the fourth floor of a six-story building. So he smokes out the guy about. He parks in other people's parking spots. He doesn't like understand like how Are to you live serious? in society. Yeah, he's he's, he's bad. He's like a do whatever I want 
type of dude. Kind of. Parks in other people's parking spots. That's He's, fucked oh, up. Oh, I'm not going to be there long. I was only there for an hour. It's like, Dad, you can't do that. Anyways, so he, we bring the dog. Then he's like, oh, let the dog off the leash. I'm like, no, this is a terrible idea. He's like, yeah, he wants to run around. So he takes the dog off the leash. The dog does want to run around. Yeah. To be fair, that is what the dog wants. So he lets he wants him to off. run around and bite people probably. Then he, the dog runs off. and he, I'm chasing this fucking excuse. dog. I'm chasing this fucking dog. The dog wants to run around. Then the dog shits oh, shit. in like a it's public funny. spot. And people mm-hmm. are like, pick up after your dog. And I'm like, no. I got... I well, take it after your old man. Well, because good to hear. Good to hear, Caleb. If you, if you remember at the beginning of the story, I didn't want to bring the dog, and I didn't want to let him off the leash. So I'm like, Dad, you, you know, this is your problem. And he made me do it. I was like, maybe 15 or something. And that I was like, I was like so mad. I think I cried that I that this <laughs> fell to me to do it. It's your dog. I, who I didn't want to bring him there, and I didn't want to let him off the leash. He's gonna shit. Okay, at some point, you got to pick it up at some point. Exactly why I didn't want to bring him. Exactly that. What so, if he shits at home? You don't have to pick it up? We just had dog shit all over the backyard. Oh, that's so gross. Landmines. Dude, he's, yeah. you're the worst dog owner. No, he's he's long dead. I know. but Probably probably from uncleanliness. Um. Anyways, so I made a vow that day that I will never pick up dog shit again. What up? And so I will never. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting a dog ever in my life. That was the long story. Just a vow to be a more irresponsible person? No, I will never put myself in a situation where I have to pick up dog shit. I'm not picking what it up. What if you have to look over after someone's dog? I won't. What if you're the only one? I'll what? let the dog die. <laughs> I'll lock it in. You can. I'm not looking after anyone's dog. If my brother needs somebody to look after his dog, I will not do it. Yeah, so you just made a vow to be a bad person. No, I made a vow to not pick up dog shit. That's not the... I don't know how you equivocate. I made I made a vow to not consider anyone's feelings when I do anything. I'm not looking Therefore, after Therefore, I made a vow I can just be an asshole. That's not... You're really jumping the, a huge section there. And I know that you're doing it to be annoying on the podcast. And it's not no, funny. No, it's genuine. <laughs> it's not funny, Kyle. Genuine. That is a weird thing to do. Why? Just to make a vow when you're 15 and not pick up dog shit and stick to it? Yes. Maybe like to make a vow to avoid having a pet. Exactly that. I will never have a pet. I will never take someone's dog for a walk. I'm not doing any of that shit. Fucking weird. Yeah. No, that's the way I am. Yeah, so I, I know. A vow. a vow of being a bad person. And we're. It's not. How is that a bad person by not looking after a pet? What's the What's the correlation? There? I mean, just the stubbornness and that sentiment to never, no matter the circumstances. I'm never picking up dog <laughs> shit again. I was so angry. And we actually get to read today about vows. That's why I, I remember that story. Oh. What I else, also, Kyle? Uh, I printed off a bunch of. I got a plan now. Yeah. Uh, for uh, I started a business. Okay. Right? I'm a business owner. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm a small business owner. I own two businesses. I own. Kyle's Bob. currently in his pajamas. <laughs> yeah. It's three thirty in the afternoon. Deals get done, dude. <laughs> deals get done on the phone on the computer. Okay. It's the 21st century. So what's your business? I started a computer repair You should start company. a business that picks up dog shit for people. Oh, my God. Someone would have to, I'd have to start another business to someone to come pick up the puke in the yard after I'm done. Just make the dog eat the puke. He probably will. <laughs> he probably will, to be honest. That's disgusting. It wasn't even, it wasn't a lot, but I was like, seriously, I just, oh, oh, it's fucking gross. So what's your business? I think my dog get into some fucking food. Shit. There's like tinfoil in it. <laughs> He's like eight Stop foil. Stop it. It's fucking gross. But my business... I started a business. I'm a business owner. Okay. Kyle's Yeah. eyebrows are very high right now. Yeah. He's very excited so. to tell me this. <laughs> I started a computer repair company. Okay. 
Because first of all, I'm fucking great at it. Been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a deficit. It's a deficit in Kelowna. I didn't realize it. I was trying to think of things. I want. I need to make money besides poker. I hate playing poker again. Mm-hmm. That lasted like two months. I was back liking <laughs> poker. I fucking hate it again. I hate it so much. Are you losing or what? No, just I fucking hate it. It's stressful. It's boring. After a while, it gets monotonous. Yeah. You're doing the same thing day in, day out, and I want to blow my brains out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna still do it a little whatever. I start a business now. We're business owner, Caleb. Okay. So you fix computers. Yeah, I'm gonna fix computers tonight. It's called it's called Sunshine Computer Repair. Why? Because I want to be friendly to old people. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty smart. I just picked out. Uh, I just designed Vistaprint Black Friday sale. Designed all my door hangers and business cards. Door hangers. Yeah, I designed advertisements. You know those annoying things you oh, hang so on people's doorknobs. You're gonna do that. I am gonna do that. Fucking hustling, man. <laughs> I'm hustling. Right on. So if anybody needs their computer fixed, uh, email Kyle. Uh, you can go to SunshineComputerServices.ca actually, and he'll fix it over the internet. Absolutely not. I do house calls all the way. Damn it. But I will answer questions for free. So if you want to harass me. Cool. I guess my phone number will be out there now. Whoops. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I don't answer my phone ever anyways. So uh, should we get into the Bible here? I had a great show last night. We went to the cannery. In- yeah, I saw a picture. Man, that place is fucking cool. So we went to a brewery and I was like, it's just like the front's just kind of like a restaurant, like a bar and tables and i was like all right cool and they're like no no no, the show's in the back so we go in the back where like the warehouse is and there's all these vats along one side and like cans stacked up to like the 60 foot high roof and then they cleared out the middle and put tables and chairs there. fucking stage and everything uh yeah it looked legit man that's verge's stage setup where he comes he goes and does sandstorm behind it did he do it again <laughs> no he didn't do oh it. for thank god <laughs> Thank God. But it was the coolest show ever, and it was in a brewery. you got to explain what that is now to people listening. Okay, so uh, our buddy Andrew Verge, he's a comedian around here, he, he's made this intro for himself <laughs> where he goes and stands behind this curtain that's a brick wall. That he sets up That beforehand. he sets up. So he brings all this elaborate bullshit, and then, <laughs> and then he goes behind the curtain and plays the song Sandstorm. Like, people are getting hyped up. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing your MC, Andrew Verge. And then he walks out and he goes, Hello, around, around the curtain. With Sandstorm playing. <laughs> and you have to keep. This isn't a bar that seats maybe 20 people and there's 10 people. No, there's not. There's, there's three five. Pe- there's three, three people there. Three. And he's doing this big thing. And then, he, and then his comedy does not match the hype at all. No. So, so it goes from. Whatsoever. Like, he's like kind of a mellow guy. And it goes, yeah, sandstorm. And it's like, so my wife's been cheating on me for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, the energy couldn't be that hyped unless Caleb went and pulled his dick out on stage. Again. Why did, I didn't do it on stage. I was oh, next to the stage. Anyways. You get my point, though. Yeah. No one can live up to that. What? No, there's almost no comic unless... I bet you some black comics would. Those really high-energy black comics that, like, storm the stage all the time. Yeah. They might be able to live up to Sandstorm being played before them. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know any other comic that would be happy to have that intro. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. And he does it to himself. <laughs> I got so him to weird. play uh, ACDC Have a Drink on Me. That's kind of like my intro Yeah, song. that's more your shit. Yeah. So you, Cannery was good then? Cannery was fucking dope. And then, but I lost. Me and Camilla had like a bet going that who could not drink the longest. And I got wasted yesterday. How long did you last? Uh, Like 10 days. Not bad. What would you lose? I just have to make her dinner. 
No, that's not that big of a deal, right? No, not for a fat guy. You're like, that's I, it's a win-win. Yeah, I'll probably make grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no, <are> you, oh. <laughs> no, I have to make something. <laughs> that's fucking craft uh, singles in there, too? No, those are disgusting. Those are basically plastic. So, in the Bible, we just, last week, you remember what we read last week, Kyle? Not a clue. Never, never does. We read about all the names. Of, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So, that was boring. And then, <laughs> so boring. And then Joshua to succeed Moses. So Joshua is taking over for Moses as the leader of the Israelites. And he's they, some random dude that's been in the background the whole time. He's been lurking, mentioned a couple Lurking times. in the shadows. Yeah. Um, Whose lineage is he again? Son of none. N-U-N. Oh, so nobody. N-U-N. Ayo. Um, and so it's kind of a big dramatic thing. So they... They go up the mountain. They do this ritual in front of everybody. Now, in the Bible, it just goes from Moses, the main guy for the last, you know, the whole time through the desert. Uh, let's see, like 100 pages. He's dying. And then the next part of the Bible goes, more stuff that God wants. So the Lord said to Moses. this As he's dying. so On his deathbed. Basically, yeah, so they just did this ritual where Josh was taking over, and then the Lord says to Moses, Usually on your deathbed, you get to ask for favors. Yeah. <laughs> People don't ask you. And God's like, oh, before you go, just before you die, remind them about all the stuff that I like that to burn for me. So <laughs> it goes back to the fucking <laughs> offerings that it's been... Why can't you remind them? Yeah, I know. So we've read about the God? offerings a bunch of times, but here it is yet again. Right. The Lord said to Moses... Can I guess? Sure. Uh, he likes, uh, burnt animals. Mm-hmm. What kind? Oh, it says, yeah. uh, sheep. Almost. Really? Eh, lambs, Lamb? baby sheep. Oh, really? Without I thought it was defe- sheep before. Without, Without defect. defect. And firstborns. Yeah. And he likes, uh, horses. No, they've never sacrificed <laughs> horses. Uh, that's, we- that's actually kind of funny how they never sacrifice, they sacrifice bulls. But they never sacrifice a horse. I think horses didn't come till later on. Yeah. In like the world. They I think have they... donkeys, but they don't sacrifice those either because they're pack animals. They need them. Oh, yeah. I guess they need the other animals too, but they the sacrifice ox. those. They have, do they, they sacrifice ox? Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, they bulls. That's an ox. Bulls for sure because fuck bulls. What's I guess bulls do a lot of work for what's them. What's a bull or an ox? That, you, isn't that the you same know thing? What? Uh, I think they might be the same thing. I have no idea. So let's just power through this. The Lord said to Moses, give this command to the Israelites and say to them, see that you present to me at the appointed time the what food for my... is an ox? <laughs> Google. Just at least pretend to listen, Kyle. See that you present me at the appointed time the food for my offerings oh, made by fire. It can fire. be a cow or a bull. Of course. There's both sexes of ox. It's a domesticated bovine animal. Okay, you're boring the shit out of me. Um... <laughs> Kyle's got this shitty grinning on my on his face, like I, I, he's just really trying to interrupt the podcast. So, dude, I didn't protest. Doth not protest to the name today. Yeah, because you're accepting that you've always have been and always will be the interrupter. I went back and listened to them, and I was like, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Uh, see, see that you present to me at the appointed time the food for my offerings made by fire as an aroma pleasing to me. Oh, that's pleasing to the Lord. Say to them, this, this is the offering made by fire that you are to present to the Lord. Two lambs, a year old without defect, as a regular offering each day. 
And that was two lambs <laughs> every day. All the Israelites. Well, there's fucking 1.2 million of them. I mean, roughly. When he says to the Israelites, do they mean like for the group or is this every single Israelites has to sacrifice two lambs? No, nah, just two for the group. Two for the group, probably. Uh, as a regular burnt offering each day, prepare one lamb in the morning and prepare one. La- God likes death in the morning and twi- <laughs> and night, day and night. He likes his death like people eat meals. And the other at twilight, together with the grain offering of a tenth of an ephah of fine flour and would you, a quarter would you sus- of oil from pressed olives. Would you su- would you suggest that uh, since God doesn't need to eat, he sustains himself on death? Um, no. I mean. Kind of feels like it. He needs death to atone for sins, but... Not really. He commands it. He commands it for God knows what reason. But so, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, he obviously wants things to die. Maybe we're... You know how, like, we farm... Obviously, how we farm animals? Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, we're his farmed animals, and he doesn't... He just wants death. I, I don't follow. Then he would kill us. He does a roundabout. He kills. He breaks our spirit. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> dies eventually. Yeah, and then he gets a plague. You know, prepare one lamb in the morning. Sorry, this is uh, the regular burnt offering instituted at Mount Sinai as a pleasing aroma, an offering made by to, made to the Lord by fire. The accompanying drink offering is to be quarter hand of fermented drink with each lamb. Pour out the drink offering to the Lord. Pour one out for the Lord. Is that beer? <laughs> uh, a fermented drink. That's a alcohol. Fermented drink offering. Yeah. And it says, so he's literally pouring one out? Yeah, pour one out for the Lord. It says that literally. Pour out the drink offering to the Lord at the sanctuary. What What verse? And <laughs> That is Numbers 28, verse 7. That's funny. Yeah. Prepare, pour one out for, <laughs> pour one out for Hell Jesus. Hell yeah, God. Hell yeah. I don't believe in waste. Don't pour it out. If you spill it, you snort it. That is such a weird practice you and your friends have. It's a rugby rule. Uh, yeah, because you're psychos. I played so I played rugby for I don't know fifteen twenty years, and there's all kinds of different rules at rugby, which are mostly hilarious. Are they all drinking? Uh, some of them are drinking. Some of them are like you know, like Chester. If Chester's in effect, you get fucking left somewhere. Excuse me. So the the bus driver will say Chester's in effect. That means when the bus leaves, it leaves. We don't go back for nobody. If you're not on the bus, you're getting left. So people have been chestered at the toll booth, like between Vancouver and Kelowna. People have been chestered. Are you serious? People have been chestered in Arizona. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Then what happens? How do they get back? Uh, people got chestered in hope. They, they call for a ride. Somebody has to come pick Are them up. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Dude, don't get chestered. That's basically. What, what, what does that name come from? I, I don't know. It's it's a t- the first asshole to do it. Maybe to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Or Chester got left behind. They're like, "Fuck him." <laughs> yeah, Chester. <laughs> now don't get Chester. I think it's a great rule, and it also when you got like how when you got forty drunk people, forty drunk men being assholes, and you're trying to round them all up, you just say Chester's in effect, and the bus is leaving. You know what? That that I get. And then you get a swim partner, so it's kind of like the buddy system where whatever you drink, they got to drink. So the yeah, old, I understand so, that. So, well, that, that you don't like, so you get left behind as a team because you you don't leave without your swim partner. So that's an, another way of getting everybody on the bus. So, and when whatever you drink, your sw- swim partner has to drink. So I love when you get a rookie or a young kid that's never been on a bus trip before. And you're like, oh, is this your first road trip? I'm going to be your swim partner today. Oh, yeah, you, that's fucking cruel, dude. Do you know what we do for rookieing? We do the cookie race. 
So you put a cookie, cookie in your ass, butt cheeks, run around, loser ass. You to eat actually it. do that, dude. I almost lost my year. I came second last because I went the wrong way. But this guy, <laughs> he oh, was he was puke again. he was wasted, and he was whipping everybody with his belt because he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and he came last because he was whipping he was whipping my ass, but I was in front of him. And then he was like, "I am not eating these cookies. I will not." And as his mouth is open for the no. Jake just shoved a cookie in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Did he eat it? Uh, he talked, choked, and spit, and they yeah. fought. There's fights all the time. I, I absolutely love rugby. And this, if you spill, you have to snort it. Like, like. What do you say? What do you mean? Spill there, isn't you there snort. a thing you say? Spill it, you snort it. Okay. Yeah. Zamboni. Isn't I heard someone say that one? Oh, somebody's. Yeah. J- so, some people call it the zamboni. Um, the cookie race, though. So one year we did it. Uh, at, in the parking lot of the Chalice. Oh yeah, and your name. How many times do you do this? Every time, every once a season, the, all the rookies have to do the cookie race, uh, <laughs> and not like if you're a rookie to ro- like if you're new to the club. So you could have been playing rugby for twenty years, but you joined Kelowna. You got Fuck <laughs> that! In <laughs> hockey, you're, that's not a rookie. Yeah, no, but it's it's awesome. So the cookie what, race isn't so bad. There's been way worse. Things, one but. year. Um, so just to confirm the rules, if it falls out, you take a bite, put it back in. Um, no, you, you just put it back in. I don't know. I, I've never actually not considered that. I've never seen it fall out before. Oh, okay. I think you just pick it up and put it back in. But it's kind of there's no rules. Like when when I did it, I did it with this guy Jake, who's like the bully of the team, and he just punched a guy in the face and started <laughs> running. <laughs> like, are you serious? Go wham! <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Rugby people are fucking psychos. Dude, there's so uh, the first road trip I went on, I was like 18 or 19, and like I had to fight like three grown men. Why? Well, on your else, team, or else I'm just gonna get bullied the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> on your team. Yeah. How many people are on a rugby team? You said forty earlier. Well, there's two teams usually. There's a first division and second division. Oh, okay. If the if we're and not you travel together. Yeah. So, so you go down. You play two the games. same tournaments. Yeah. It's no. It's not really a tournament. Um. This the league in Kelowna is like uh mostly lower mainland. So Kelowna, most of the teams are from Vancouver. There's a Kamloops team who we hate. <laughs> and um there's one team on the island so most of the games are in vancouver so every saturday saturday's a rugby day get up at 5 30 6 o'clock go down get on Suck the bus your friend's dick punch him in the balls and hit the road get on the bus go down there play a game sometimes you play two games then you go to the other team's clubhouse you get wasted you sing songs they do a boat race where the the captains and then the mvps of both games best forward best back they all do like a, a beer chug off so if you win, if you like the the great like a good rugby day is you go down you win both rugby games and the boat race and you, you, <laughs> that's like the greatest thing ever trifecta yeah so but I was, and then you shove a cookie up your ass and eat it because you because you won not because you have to no but that's only once a year <laughs> yeah I know so the, one year there was only two new people to the club so it was a head v head or head to head cookie race and we did it in the in the parking lot of the you summer so house. excited you should see his fucking face right now he's <laughs> glowing <laughs> dude. So you, we make this bullshit course, and these two guys are going as fast as they can, butt-ass naked in the parking lot, and it's coming down to the wire. They're like neck and neck, and Chris fucking dives face first, dick first, onto the concrete, 
to win this race. Like he dove across the line, landed on, oh! his, on, his, on his naked no! chest. Yeah, to win the no! race. Yeah, I'd rather eat the fucking cookie. Yeah, right. It was the funniest fucking thing I think I've ever seen. Ugh. Just dick first into this. We're all like, oh my god. What happened to his dick? Uh, nothing. He kind of took it on the oh, god. chest and Fuck, shoulder. Fuck, that's that's but scary the shit. The balls of him to dive. The dick of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, it was fucking funny. Another year. Um. Man, kind of, it's kind of, we kind of make somebody who is not well-liked lose. That's kind of how it goes. In what? <laughs> In the cookie race. Oh, like, yeah. popular people rarely lose the cookie race. No, I would, I would, I was such a dick when I played hockey, I had to go through a lot of extra shit in the hazing. But uh, my buddy Nader, who's like the greatest guy ever, one of the Illichman brothers, he's the youngest, everybody loves him. He ended up losing and ate like four of the cookies. That was a year- You have to eat all the cookies? You're supposed to, but no one ever does. Pretty much just one and done. Eat your own cookie. No, you gotta eat somebody else's. Fuck that! <laughs> yeah. Like he's the oh. he's he's the younger brother of the bully guy I was talking about. Jake yeah. actually took a shit in the woods before he did his cookie race. So there's shit on his cookie. Probably that he shoved in Kai's mouth. <laughs> oh man, you're animals. Yeah, man, rugby's the absolute greatest thing in the world. I absolutely love. I might. I sh- I want to get. In, I should get in shape and play again. You're the shit that God tried to smite. Dude, rugby's so fun. Anyways, what were we talking about here? We're just reading rules. Oh, we're pouring one out for Jesus. Oh, yeah. There we go. So back to the Bible. So God's telling Moses what he wants. God is kind of dead, so. Prepare the second lap. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle just dumped water on his carpet floor. (laughs) For God. Uh, Prepare the second lamb at twilight along with the same kind of grain offering and drink offering that you prepare in the morning. This is an offering made by fire and aroma pleasing to the Lord. Sabbath offerings. On the Sabbath day, make an offering of two lambs, a year old, without defect, together with its drink offering and a grain offering, a two-tenths of an ephah, a fine flour. This is a burnt offering for every Sabbath. In addition to the regular burnt offering, this motherfucker, think of how many animals were just wasted. Just burnt. Just That's why I find it hard to believe they're not eating them. Yeah. The priests? I'm like, the priests hey, eat them, remember? Like, by the way, burn this one, medium rare. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The priests eat them. Remember? So, yeah, it's not charred then. You know, it's just... A burnt offering, an aroma, please. Yeah. Like, all meat burns when you cook it. Yeah. And they're just they're just cooking. Mm-hmm. They're just cooking and getting free food. They're not burning anything. I know. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But <laughs> twice a day now. So every day, a lamb in the morning and night for the Levites. And on the Sabbath day, an extra lamb. Because you know what? The aroma, pleasing to the Lord shit, I was thinking the whole time, this guy likes chaos and destruction. It's just people like the just, smell of good food. Yeah. So they just translated it to he likes it also. Yeah. You know, God also likes the smell of good food. <laughs> yeah. And you have to let us eat it for him. Yeah. It's, it's such, fucking bullshit, man. It is fucking bullshit. Uh, monthly offerings. You know what? You know why they say it over and over again? So what, that all you, the offerings? No. It's just a new menu. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're sick of the old menu. They want a new menu. I, we, we were talking about this before, how they added wine offerings. Yeah, I like, know. Like, they have beer now. <laughs> they have lamb instead of sheep. Like, they're getting a little cocky with their fucking, <laughs> with their fucking offerings. So, monthly offerings. On the first of every month. Did they start explaining how to raise them? You know what I mean? Feed this one only grass. Make it be the firstborn. No defects. Yeah. And kill it with, like, uh, a holy knife or something. Well, they have kosher food. They have to kill it a certain way. Yeah. They have to bleed it out or something. My, my grandpa used to always say he was blessed by the rabbi. 
and I believed him my whole, for like way too long in my life. Yeah, isn't that isn't that true? Is it? I don't know. I thought, I thought it was just a certain method of. Ki- I know halal is like a certain method of killing it, right? Yeah, that's uh, Islam. Is- yeah, Islam though. Yeah, and then kosher I thought was similar. I think it is. I think it is similar, but I also think that the rabbis got to bless it. I saw there's a rabbi in a factory of, of yeah. kosher meat, fucking mass blessing food. Yes, yes. No. Yes. That's awesome. It's kind of like the whole. See, that's why I thing. thought it was bullshit. Some vegan, uh, like video, of, like, do you want to know where your meat comes from? And they had this, like, just animals getting murdered. Yeah. I not a tear was shed. I didn't have a grain of emotion. I bet you there was a tear because you weren't the one doing it. But t- dude, um. They march these cows, so they they had this kosher one, yep. and these cows get marched into the machine. They're it's all this is, uh, they the machine picks them up, it kind of clamps them on the stomach, flips them over upside down. A, a rabbi like touches the cow on the head. No and way! Then they slice the throat <laughs> of this cow, and just <laughs> blood everywhere. The rabbi and, and they, but they're do, it. they're doing like one a minute, so the a cow gets walked in, or not like faster than that, like like one every thirty seconds. Like a cow gets walked in, flips upside down, slice the throat. Next cow, then it gets dumped. That kind of answers our powers of blessing. You can't mass bless then, yeah. or he'd be at the top of all those cows, just one blessing, good to go. I mean, they. But should, if he has to touch every one, right? You can't mass bless. Yeah, it's crazy. At least rabbis can't. I mean, and they're like the hierarchy nowadays. I, I, of I, the Jews. I secretly want to like feed those people not kosher food and just to like fuck with them. You know, nothing would happen. Of course, obviously, of course. But I want them to believe something. But you'd have to happen. tell them after. We had a kid at our school. Uh, he was a Seventh Day Adventist, and he didn't eat. He didn't eat pork. Mm-hmm. And we got a picture of we we uh, got him to eat some ham for a yearbook picture, and he's like. He hated it, apparently. You forced him? No. Well, we bugged him about it, and he did it. We oh, didn't to be like, funny. Yeah, we didn't like Oh, you didn't shove it in there like it was a shit cookie. No, it wasn't like a rugby thing. We wouldn't do that. But, I, like, does that sound bad? I'm trying to... That's no, a, it doesn't sound bad. No. It, it, maybe it does for people who don't understand sports, but yeah. it's just how... We're all laughing our Super alpha off. people. And we're all... Dude, bond to do horrible things to each other. Like, when, when you do the cookie race... You're taking you signed off on that. Like I'm gonna eat these cookies if I lose. Also, you have no choice. I've been involved in that. You have zero choice. <laughs> you have zero choice. But it's fun. It is fun because you get to be the one to do it to someone else. I had to do it too. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like taking getting a beating like with around comics, you know, because yeah. then you get to be the one to give it next time. You yeah, know, exactly. Someone always has to be the sacrifice. God knows. It makes you a stronger person. Builds character. Eating cookies. It does, and it's just what, like, rugby's a super alpha sport. It's just what a bunch of alpha males do to try to out-alpha each other. It was awesome. Just Um, punch each other in the face and stick things up their ass. Yeah. Literally, that's that's the recipe. Call them gay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, in that order. (laughs) Punch them in the face, stick shit up their ass. My favorite prank at rugby is uh, peeing on people in the shower. Yeah, that's that's always a dickhead in... In hockey's favorite break, too. Because they're... Everyone, either they're, you take it and act like you like it, that doesn't happen that often, but yeah. then you just get in pee battles with that guy all the time, or you go, oh, fuck, oh, it's gross. Some people, and then you just get pissed on all the time. Dude. So there's no winning, really. It's the greatest because they're, they're, people mostly go in face first to the shower, right? So they're all getting wet, and then you're just peeing on the back of their leg. Yeah. They don't notice. Uh, one guy like was so mad he tried to fight me, and we had like a full on fight naked in the shower, like Eastern Promises. Yeah, I might have. I think you told us already. Yeah, yeah, damn it. 
Uh, on the first of every month, present to the Lord a burnt offering of two young bulls, one ram, and seven male lambs a year old, without all without defect. With each bull, there is to be a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of flour mixed with oil with the ram, a grain offering two-tenths of, of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil with each lamb, a grain offering with a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil. This is a burnt offering, a pleasing aroma, an offering to the Lord made by fire. With each bull, there is to be a drink offering of a half a hin of wine with a ram and a third of a hin with each lamb, <laughs> a quarter of a hin. I like how I'm just reading it. I'm hearing it differently now. I'm like, okay, cook it. I don't want to eat it raw. That's uh, young because I want it tender. Yeah, I can't. I can't help hearing him. Uh, it's them like ordering at a really medieval restaurant. Um. So yeah, that's that. A hen is like two liters. So that's how much wine they're getting. Oh, that's a lot. I know. Per person. Um. I guess not. Probably not. Yeah. That so wouldn't make the sense. Passover. On the fourteenth day of the first month, the Lord's Passover is to be held. Remember, that is when the angel of death passed over the Israelites. They are celebrating the mass murder of infants. Did they kill all the firstborns? Every, the angel of death did, and it passed over the houses with ram's blood on the doors. Or without? She, without? No, with. With? So all the Israelites had to go put blood on their doors as a, as a marker. like on. So the, I thought they put the blood on so they would avoid them. Yeah, exactly. So the, so, the angel passed over those houses and went oh. to every other house. <laughs> so that's what they're celebrating. Yeah, the, the fact that they that they let their firstborns live. Yeah, or while the rest of them got murdered. Exactly, exactly. Uh, on the first day, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Present. Remember what happens if you do regular work? A guy was chopping you, wood. You get banished forever. No, oh, you stoned, stoned to, to death? death. Right. Stoned to Is death. Is that the only occasion in that, the Bible so far? So far, stoning. No, they stoned other. They stoned. Uh, they stone gay people, and they stone... Yeah, but they never really... Not a specific person. No, that was a command. It wasn't like a story. Yeah. Uh, with each bull, prepare a grain offering, tents of an ephah, fine flour, and seven lambs, including male goat, atonement, prepare addition, pleasing aroma, burnt offering on the seventh day, hold, do, do no regular work. Feast of weeks. On the day of first fruits. <laughs> so these are all the... This is his menu and all the holidays... Yeah. He wants them to remember too. So they got to do it every day, twice on su- on Sunday, <laughs> and then on the first of the month extra, and on the Passover, and now it's the Feast of Weeks. On the first day, the first fruits, that's harvest time, I guess. When you present to the Lord an offering of new grain during the Feast of Weeks, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Present a burnt offering of two young bulls, one ram, and seven male lambs a year old as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> With each bowl, there is to be a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil with a ram, two-tenths, and with each of the seven lambs, one-tenth. Include one male goat to make atonement for you. Prepare these together with their drink offerings in addition to the regular burnt offering and its grain offering. Be sure the animals are without defect. <clears throat> the Feast of Trumpets. On the first day of the seventh month, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. I was just going to say, I've been picturing every single one of these things. The Feast of, what was the last one called? Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks, and I keep on hearing in my head, da 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 da. <laughs> and now the next one's called the Feast of Trumpets. Yeah, the Feast of Trumpets. It is a day. I wish I said that right before. I was. It's a day for you to sound trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask if they had trumpets right before you read that Feast of Trumpets line. Wow. What an annoying holiday. The trump, like everyone, just goes. <laughs> does Does God like that? 
He likes it. Or he does he like the part where he gets to eat? He likes the trumpet, apparently. Hmm. As an aroma pleasing to the Lord, prepare a young... Does, does a Vuvuzela count? I don't think it kind of so. looks like a trumpet. I bet you that's what the, most of their trumpets were like. Yeah, uh, they have those like. It must sound better. Than what that, are those? Though. What are those called? Uh, those ram's horn sheiks, shekels, shirker. Those those Jew Jew, Jew horns. Yeah. yeah. What are those called? That doesn't matter. I don't know. People at my they, church used to blow them all the time, and it Jew was horns. Very. I thought those were just for Jews. I'm dead serious. No, they they do it. They sound oh. it, and they like it's some biblical thing. Like they're. Calling God with these trumpets. And people are so... Uh, it's uh, With the bull, prepare a grain offering of three you know, of You know, it's f- like they use the old technology, right? Mm-hmm. And God heard that and liked it. Why wouldn't they think God would like a new louder horn? They, well, if they, you're trying to sound God, get one of those air mega horns that yeah. you like can mount on top of a building. Yeah. Air raid siren. <laughs> hey, God! <laughs> <laughs> you hear me now? <laughs> Um, include one male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you. These in addition to the monthly and daily offerings, just like in addition to, they're just getting nickel and dined with offerings here. It's <laughs> no like, kidding. Did you read the fine print on how many fucking offerings you got to make? So all these holidays and stuff, you have to do all the regular shit and extra shit and extra shit and do no regular work. <laughs> how are you supposed to work? You have to, to do make it, this shit. You have to do it all the day before. So fucking what about the ones we had to sacrifice stuff all week? Fridays sucks. Were you supposed to work then too? I guess, like, I think this is for the whole country of Israel they're doing, they're one. They can't be doing this by their own family. No, absolutely not. And if they are, it's nuts. Day of Atonement. On the 10th day of the 7th month, hold a sacred assembly. You must deny yourselves. Um, that means fast. So no food. You must deny yourselves and do no work. Present as an aroma pleasing to the Lord a burnt offering of one of s- of one young bull, one ram, and seven male lambs a year old, all without defect. With the bull, prepare a grain offering of three tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil. With the ram, two tenths, and with each the lambs, one tenth. Like we get it, man. This is so fucking dumb. This uh, is like the tenth time we've know, had to do this I, too. I, I, like at least. No wonder no one reads this. Include one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the sin offering. I feel like these are like turn back now traps, you know? Yeah. The Feast of Tabernacles. On the 15th day of the seventh month, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Celebrate a festival to the Lord for seven days. How come they don't celebrate the rest of these? They celebrate the Tabernacle one. They celebrate Passover. But what about the rest of them? Well, there was the daily offerings, then Sunday offerings, Uh then monthly offerings. Yeah. Then Passover is a celebration. Feast of Weeks is a celebration. But I mean, how come people don't do any of that now? People, practicing Jews do. All those things? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Really? I mean, they must. Or they're not fucking doing it, right? You're either doing it like the Bible says, or you're not doing it. How could you do that all the time? Yeah. In the life we live now? I don't know. Like, I mean, that's why they're... Those Jewish communities are the subject of documentaries because people are like, what the fuck are these people? I guess so. You have to have a whole insular community where everyone, everything revolves around that. Yeah. Or it wouldn't work or you couldn't do it. Um, on the second day, prepare 12 young bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs, a year old, all without Whoa. defect. With bulls, rams, and lambs. <laughs> <laughs> With bulls, so God rams, likes. bulls, rams, and lambs. With bulls, rams, and lambs, prepare their offering. <laughs> Finally, and, some good writing. And drink offerings according to the number specified. 
Include one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offerings with its grain offering and their drink offerings. On the third day, prepare 11 bulls. So day one, you got two, all the shit. Day two, all the shit. On the third day, 11 bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs a year old. So it's getting worse every all time. With, all without defect. With the bulls, um, rams, and lambs, prepare their grain offering and drink offerings according to the numbers specified, including include one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and drink offering. On the fourth day, prepare ten bulls, two rams. What these Jesus. numbers? These numbers make no sense. They feel random. Oh, what? So you got twelve bulls. Okay, so on the second day, twelve. On the third day, eleven. On the fourth day, ten. It goes down one by each day. On the fifth day, nine. On the sixth day, eight. This. You want me to read it? Oh. <laughs> on the fourth day, pour <laughs> ten bulls, two rams, fourteen male lambs. Priests a year are old, full-time all, chefs. All without defect. With the bulls, rams, and lambs, prepare their grain offerings and drink offerings according to the numbers specified. Include one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and drink offering. On the fifth day, prepare nine bulls, two rams, <laughs> fourteen male lambs, a year old, all without defect. With the bulls, rams, and lambs, prepare the grain offering and drink offering. Fuck, this is a stupid book, man. <laughs> like, honestly, the fact that people fucking... That was impressive, though. Believe, dude, it goes on for paragraphs from 12 down to 1. Every single they one. They repeat the whole thing. Yes, yes. And people consider this the greatest book of all time time like oh my god like why is this in here is this necessary to anyone no god this god god command the bible this. should blow your mind and if it's not there's got to be a reason you know i'm not reading them all oh, we gotta read it on the fifth day prepare nine bulls two rams <laughs> 14 <laughs> lambs a year old all don't defect the bulls rams lambs prepare the grain offering drink offerings according to the number specified oh, the eternal struggle as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering want to, with its but grain i have offering. to on the sixth day, eight bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs a year old, all without defect. With the bulls, rams, and lambs, prepare their grain offerings. I mean, I mean you guys get it, right? On the seventh day, seven bulls, two Keep rams, going. 14 you male lambs, all without defect. Prepare the bulls, rams, and lambs, their grain offerings. Drink offerings according to the number specified, including like one male goat. like long distance running. In, the, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain On the eighth day, hold an assembly and do no regular work. Okay. Well, that's new. Present... An offering made to the Lord, or an offering made by fire as the Roman placing to the Lord, a burnt offering with one bull, one ram, seven male lambs, a year old, all without defect, with the bull, ram, and lambs, prepare their grain offerings and drink offerings according to the numbers specified, include one male goat as a sin offering. In addition to what you vow, okay, so verse 39, in addition to what you vow and your free will offerings, prepare these for the Lord. At your appointed feasts, burnt offerings, grain offering, drink offering, and fellowship offerings. Moses told the Israelites all the Lord commanded him. And this is on Moses' deathbed. They, they and he's this. repeating this to them. Yeah. He's dead. He's dying. Dying. But, I mean, and he's, <laughs> he's repeating all the stuff that God said. So on the 15th day they have of the seventh month, they have this festival, and they go set, second, third. So they go from 12 down to 8. And then on the eighth day, so they don't actually count down to one. Lame and boring. Vows. Numbers 30. Moses said to the head of the tribes of Israel, this is what the Lord commands. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by pledge, he must not break his word but do everything he said. That's why I will never pick up dog shit again, Kyle. <laughs> or, or what? Or... <laughs> Or you're, uh, it's just that you must not remember the Lord said there was a verse, uh, 
about making an idle vow. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happens? No. I don't remember either. Oh, <laughs> really? Shit. I was hoping Shit. you did. Um, first, I'm surprised you're, uh, you're committing to something that God told you. Well, it's a vow. Oh, yeah. So When you make a vow, you uh-huh. got to do it. According to God. According to a man's honor and according to God. Yeah. When Kyle's got this shit eating grin like, <laughs> oh, you're doing what God says. Yeah. I can't do everything. I was going to say, you learn something in Bible school. So. Um, you, got, you got a couple things sticking is, around in there. There is sound advice in this book. Yeah. We just have yet to come across any. I don't know if refusing to pick up shit counts, but. When a young woman still living in her father's house makes a vow to the Lord or obligates herself by a pledge and her father hears about her vow or pledge but says nothing to her, then all her vows and every pledge by which she obligated herself will stand. So if your dad hears you vow and you're a girl, yeah. your vows stand. But if her father forbids her when he hears about it, none of her vows or pledges by which she <laughs> obligated herself will stand. Her dad gets to decide yeah. whether her vows are valid. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you make a vow? The Lord will release her because her father has forbidden her. Well, she could, you know, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of upside it, th- unless you're really trying to convince someone to do that. You're I guess that, that you're going to do something. I guess but. then that makes your vows mean something. So it's not if, like you win something if you com- commit to the vow and succeed. No, but you lose if you don't. <laughs> yeah. If she marries, I would af- try to make less contact with God as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not a guy you want to be around. No, he's not going to take that vow you break lightly. By the way, no. What if you're in your teenage years making everyone makes all these fucked up vows? Yeah, like they didn't back then. Of course they did. Of course. Now, what- now everyone's burning in hell. Yeah, that's exactly it. If she marries after she makes a vow or after her lips utter a rash promise by which she obligates herself. And her husband hears about it but says nothing to her. Then her vows or pledges by which she's obligated herself will stand. <laughs> but if her husband for- forbids her when he hears about it, he nullifies the vow that obligates her or the rash promise by which she obligates herself. And the Lord I vowed to him. never have sex with my husband again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Any vow or obligation taken by a widow or divorced woman will be binding on her. If a woman living with her husband makes a vow or obligates herself by a pledge under oath and her husband hears about it but says nothing to her and does not forbid her, then all of her vows or the pledges by which she has obligated herself will stand. I get it. If they if they're They literally just said this. Yeah. They like God If, if some male figure in her life hears it, he can say no. <laughs> yeah. You cannot make that pledge. That's, That's such a weird thing to, to have control over. I want to read this to Christian girls at church. Listen. I know you think you're oh, making a promise. <laughs> no. Just go around and be like, nope, nope, not going to allow it. Not going to allow it. Won't allow it. Won't allow it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if her husband nullifies them when, she, when he hears about them, then none of the vows or pledges that came from her lips will stand. Her husband has nullified them, and the Lord will release her. Her husband may confirm or nullify any vow... <laughs> she makes or has any sworn pledge to deny herself the power a teenage boy could have eh? but if her husband says nothing to her about it from day to day then he confirms all of her vows or the pledges binding on her he confirms them by saying nothing to her (laughs) when he hears about them if however he nullifies them sometime after he hears about them then he is responsible for her guilt i can't stop thinking of uh of like 
of somehow like at, at a church group where there's like one dude in the room and it's all girls and he's like the male authority, you know, <laughs> so he gets the vows. They're like, I vow to marry Brad Pitt. He's like, nope, suck my dick. <laughs> I vow to get a pony. Nope, suck my dick. <laughs> Technically, every single time. It's nope, only the husband or father. It can't be just any guy. What if no one hears it then? What do you mean? If they make a vow that the husband or father doesn't hear. Well, that's what he's once he hears about it. So she could have made the vow and then get married. And then he's like, you made that vow? No, I'm nullifying that. Oh, shit. really? Yeah. But if he hears about it and says nothing, then he's responsible for her guilt. That's what it just said. Well, then he can go to hell. These are the regulations the Lord gave Moses concerning relationships between a man and his wife and between a father and his young daughter still living in his house. Vengeance on the Midianites. The Lord said to Moses, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you will be gathered to your people, as in you will be dead. That's time. Oh, well, next week on the podcast, we get to hear about the vengeance to the Midianites, guys. Who are the Midianites again? The Midianites, I know we passed them they're, at some point. So when Balaam, Balaam's from Moab, right? Yep. And then it very confusingly just switches over to Midian, like right away. There's no... Oh, they just say it, don't explain it? Yeah. As the Bible does. Look, look how much they do explain, though. They really All explain the, the <laughs> shit out of the fucking offerings. It makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy that people think that this is like the most sacred, holy book in the world. And it's just nonsense. Anyways. You would be funny. What? Because you know how people take out the quotes. This would be really hard to do. But people cherry pick. Like most pages say, read this, read this, read yeah. this. If you're going to read the Bible, yeah, make a Bible with all the good shit taken out and force someone. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> to read it, I, know. <laughs> I know that's what we're doing. But if what if it had no good parts? Yeah, like just none of the interesting parts. Like this was the whole the thing. the lamp stand. Do, could you the do tent? it? No, I, no, no absolutely would. not. Of course not. Nobody would. Um, Yet God wrote that. I know. It's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Okay, Kyle, did we get any emails today? Ah, uh, we got one. Nice. Nice. From Nick. I recently went down the wiki rabbit hole on pastors, televangelists in America. I came upon one, Joel Osteen, who has reported net worth of $50 million. Yeah, that guy, it's nuts. How does the man, how does a man of God come into this kind of money? Because God loves him, obviously. And do you think people of his status should be so wealthy? Are these pastors known to tithe? What um, is that? I don't even understand that last. Tithe? Joke. Tithe is when you give 10% of the money you make. Pastors don't tithe? That's who gets tithing. No, you tithe <laughs> as a pastor. Do my, you? My parents both tithe. Who do you give the money to? They give it to the church. Their the, own church? Yeah. So, it Well, who gives a shit then? Well, they do. My, I mean, they used to. They, they're not pastors anymore. I understand that. But when they, they still tithe? Yeah. And in the, like, in the bulletin that you get every Sunday, this is it says last week's tithe and then where all the money went. Do you have to tithe the get? the gifts that are given to you because that doesn't count as income right i don't think so so yeah I, what I, real they don't have real jobs so they're not tithing anything how do you get 10 per, how do you give 10 percent of your jeep you exactly know? so well you break down the monetary value but the question was about do i think that that's good no i think it's disgusting i hate um like rich uh, Christians, I recognize that I come from a family of rich Christians. Yeah, and it's a weird thing in my life. Um, I, my dad makes, you know, he did hardly made any money from the church. He sell, he like wrote books and sold CDs. He made these prayer CDs, religious stuff, though. religious stuff. But like that, no one would have bought if he wasn't the head of a church. 
I mean, kind of, yeah. Well, so, it's how that's everyone in society makes their money. No but, one buys a book like an autobiography or like a works or thoughts of someone they don't give a fuck about. Well, yeah. Know? So what was implied there, though, is that he's kind of taking money directly from his church and putting it in his bank and spending it on himself. Who implied that? Um, in the in the email when it said, you know, Joel Austin's worth fifty million because he's uh, these mega Joel Austin is it is doing that though. Yeah, he's absolutely doing it. The church just owns all his stuff. Exactly, it's a nice little loophole. So, uh, my but he's got locks on all the doors. It's everyone owns it, but I own the key to the locks. Yeah, on the doors. He didn't let people in during the hurricane. Are you serious? Yeah. What a piece of shit! They wouldn't. They wouldn't didn't allow their church to get used. I know what a douchebag. Hey, not even his followers. Uh, they they look what it a up. Fucking scumbag. Yeah. So no, I hate those kinds of preachers. I think that they they preach the prosperity blessing, which is a weird perversion of the like God wants everyone to be wealthy, mm-hmm. and the way you get wealthy is you sow. So you give us your money, you sow the seed, and then God will bless you. Mm-hmm. And then they tell like testimonies that, that works with the Bible beaters too. And then people go, you know, I gave Joel Austin a uh, hundred bucks, and then. At work, I got a raise the next day. And people hear, like, it's all these testimonies. You hear about it, but no one's really, like... I'm sure those the, are true, by the way. At the bottom of the If pyramid. enough people give money, coincidences are going to happen. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. You're going to... Good things are going to happen to you. I know. That, that's like my mom. When she says... When she prays about things, mm-hmm. she notices that her problems get solved. I'm like, Mom, that's just because they're top of your mind, right? <laughs> You're thinking and, about them and solving your own problems. Exactly. But also, I wonder how many bad things happen after they give money. More, for sure. No, not more, for sure. More, for sure, because giving your last bit of money is a negative. It's going to have a negative impact on your life. Oh, yeah. So there's going to be a little bit more negatives than positives. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's bad. Absolutely. It's bad. Uh, Because a lot of poor people, we talked about this before, are giving the last that they have. Because we talked, but that is worth more to God. Yeah, exactly. So if you can't... (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. And it shouldn't. I don't know. But people, how do you stop it? These people are willingly doing it. They're you, idiots. You stop it by educating. Exactly. On the Bible Beaters podcast. I mean, the church is supposed to do that good with that money. So like, you know, my church or my dad's church would have, they had like a, they called it the manna room. Mm-hmm. Remember manna was yeah, the food. The bread. So, so they would, you know, feed homeless people. See, stuff. that's church churches did a lot of that stuff these mega churches do not though. no they don't they don't do any of that and it's just a big party every sunday right yeah and people go there it's a hype fest it's it really is a hype yeah. fest they they, get it, people get addicted to that adrenaline rush and yeah i don't i mean i don't know joel austin at all i've never listened to him your I, mom does some of that hype shit yeah she does that shaky yeah she does amp people up yeah type of stuff. she just tells them nice things that god's gonna do for them she just tells them what they want to hear that's fucking what a what a great way to live to just believe that it's. I mean, I, I sometimes I wish I could. You know, all these like the secret books and all this shit that people read to make themselves feel better. Yeah, I read it and go, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read." Of course, wouldn't it be nice to read it and go, "Oh, good things are going to happen to me," and then just trot through life thinking good things happen to you? And then it, they kind of do. Well, it does. It kind of manifests it a little bit. It does. Yeah, but it doesn't prevent catastrophe. Only if you're already succeeding in life. If you believe good things that happen and work towards it good things will happen if it causes you to take good risks in positive ways and yeah. stuff maybe but if you're just i don't know no I, I i'm agree with you kyle i wish that i could you know just believe that god has a plan for my life and things are going to work out 
But oh, I, fuck, I don't want God to have a plan for me. I can't. He hasn't instilled one good <laughs> positive plan. <laughs> yeah. There hasn't been one yet, and maybe it'll come, but... They're going to the promised land where it fl- flows with milk and honey. I guess. And they're I'm going be... there anyways. Yeah. Aren't I? If God's not involved in my life and I lead a good life, I'm still going there. No. Why? You don't go to heaven if, you, if you're not a Christian. That's the... What if I say it at the end? Then you can. Exactly. Yes. So, that's, once that's... I get hit by a bus, Yeah, so, but I'm you good. never know. He, the Lord comes like a thief in the night. <laughs> That's what they what, say. To to steal <laughs> to steal my uh, last minute absolve. Yeah, I and I think his question was more of: Is it godly? No, it's not all godly at all. You don't think it, these things are godly? No, I don't think so at all. I think it's I think it's disgusting. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's a perversion. I'll give it that. God does some fucked up shit, but but you were like we're reading a, now. That is the a Levites. You know, are greasing. Everybody's greasing the Levites, and that's the whole time. It's biblical. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of is. Meat isn't isn't the factor it is anymore. You know, money is the be all end all. Yeah. So they're kind of doing. They're using their highest there, currency. There is a biblical. Back in the day, they're using their highest currency. There is a biblical correct? basis for what they talk about, but people who believe that are idiots. I think. You think so? Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, dildos. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh, voice break there. Yeah. Tell five friends. Get into the Reddit forum. I'm having fun Maybe. with that. Are you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I got into it. Post some clips of Caleb looking like a fucking retard. So, <laughs> go check that out. I don't know why you think you won that. I totally won it. We'll see. There's a. You could debate in the forum. Okay. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Bible Beater. Zuh with an S. You can uh, send us emails at BibleBeaters at CanadaComedy.ca. You can give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That'll help us out. You can follow us. Just telling your friends helps the most. I guess that's it. Because we're <laughs> running out of song. <laughs>